You're tuned in to the biggest balls of them all. That's right. Playing with Balls podcast. We got sports and comedy for that ass. You about to go downtown, bitch, on the only podcast that sports platinum and brunette chicks. That's right. Playing with Balls podcast, you dig? Well, hello there, Tyler, bro. How's it going? Pretty good. How are things in South Jersey? Uh, you know, the weather weather is uh, going 60 degrees one day and 10 degrees the next day. So, you know, it's it's always a roller coaster ride here. So It's always a what? A roller coaster ride. Yeah. So, uh, I would not say that a roller coaster ride is like winter, though. I mean, roller coasters are more fun than snow. <laughs> well, I, mean, I just meant for like the, the I know. weather changing. So. I'm just being a dick. Well, yeah. You know me. I got you. Oh, yeah. you know me, your older sister. Oh. Well, we're all very, everybody's like flying high. We're all happy being silly this week. Even dad's posting shit on Facebook. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, Mr. Usually you never hear anything from him. Um, Callie's in the background acting like a dick. Also, um, like her mother, if you can hear her barking. So just hold one sec while I go um, uh, pretend like I'm going to discipline my dog. Hold on. And I'm back. And nobody will get to hear what you just heard, Tyler. Um, <laughs> in the background, but we do have a quiet dog for two seconds. Uh, that hunk of burning love over there, she's not looking at me. She's mad at me. So all I'm seeing is uh, her bowling pin body from the back. Um, but she, I swear, every time, man, every time she sleeps. Now, like on cue, every single time I talk to you, she's barking in the background. She, this is this is my life, though. This is like not even just with just you. It's like I fucking she sleeps like eighteen hours a day, and then like. When I want to record a podcast or do anything that she wakes and, up and goes crazy, she just goes nuts. And she's and, she, and I find her barking at nothing. Um, she's she just she's like on the air, so she wants to make an appearance. I mean, this has been the the entire podcast uh, since we started in 2016. So I mean, it is what it is. It's just you know, um, I just have we'll have to give her her own podcast where she just barks and acts like a dickhole. Probably, it probably gets some followers. Yeah, probably. I mean, people love bulldogs. Um, right. I think mine's probably the biggest diva bulldog I've ever met. But uh, yeah, I agree. she's one of a kind, that one over there who's <laughs> giving dirty looks. Anyway, let's keep it moving. Um, <laughs> so I'm so jealous. So like half our family, well, went to the game. Uh, the Eagles, just to clarify, as if anybody didn't know what game we're talk- we're about to talk about. Right, right, uh, yeah. right. The Eagles versus Falcons game this past Sunday, the first playoff game um, of the weekend. And that was where we where the Eagles won 15 to 10 in a very exciting game that in the last two minutes I wanted to um, just like hide in the bathroom because I was afraid. Oh, man, it was definitely, especially being there, watching it. First of all, it was probably the loudest I've ever heard the stadium. I was just going to ask drive. you, I was just going to ask you that because I was even watching it on TV. I went to a sports bar and, and there was uh, like all Eagles fans there. So that was cool. So they, um, but I, I also, they were commenting on that just random people in the, the sports bar that it, it was the loudest and it, it sounded like it was so loud. Like you could, uh, it you was, could, it was deafening like i couldn't even hear myself yelling i lost my voice everybody lost their voice like i'm like just getting it back now but it was the loudest i've ever heard a stadium and i've been to a lot of college stadiums too and, it, and it, i think it beat the college stadiums too what was the vibe like like what was different because you have uh, season tickets so what was the <laughs> right, well 
actually we didn't send in our season tickets um we they were we sold them and bought behind the end zone tickets instead because they went for a lot cheaper oh um, i didn't even know you could even have the option to keep your we don't make the playoffs enough for me to know how it works uh, outside no, of the regular I, season I didn't, how, I didn't know how it worked either but um yeah so like this playoff game we're not going to uh, so we don't own the rights to the seat. We buy it from a guy who has season tickets. So we have season tickets because he sells them to us every year, but we actually don't own the rights to the seats. I um, see. Okay. So what happened was when we went to the when with the playoff game, um, our whole section rose in price. So it, it, we were still he still offered us half price, but since there were second row from the field, they were going for like eight hundred to nine hundred a seat. Oh, so you didn't even get to make money off selling those tickets? No. So ah, whatever. What is, yeah, and then we bought ones behind the end zone, which were a lot cheaper. Now the tickets, I tried to get them off of Ticketmaster today mm-hmm. for this game. Um, and it was impossible. And now the you know the highest seat is like five hundred dollars a ticket going right now. So yeah, I bet. I'm not. I'm not, not even positive I'm going to this game. Which I don't even care. I'd rather watch it on TV for this one. I think. Yeah. Well, save your money for a potential Super Bowl, right? Yeah. Right. Seriously. I mean, let's not. You know, we're one game at a time, though. But you know, it's it's something that's got to be in the back of your mind, just like it was when, you, you know, when Clemson was. Um, made yeah, it to the. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a very similar thought process that you and I had, uh, you know, a, a year ago when uh, being Clemson fans, when we went to the national championship, when they beat Alabama, it was sort of like we had a week to make a decision if we were flying to Tampa. That exactly. cost me a lot of money. So yeah, I know people it. were messaging me this year from Clemson, um, you know, some people I went to college with and they're like, so if we beat Bama, I was like, don't even fucking talk to me about it. I am still. Oh, and the ticket prices for that. That game, the Georgia Alabama game, yeah. was double of what it was last year. Yeah, too. and I, well, I mean, you know, I paid three grand, close to three grand. I paid twenty eight hundred. Yeah, twenty eight hundred. Two thousand was a base ticket. That was upper level that they were going for. That was. So I'm, I imagine your seats are probably like six grand a ticket. How much do least. you? How much do you think the Super Bowl is? I have no idea. Uh, it's it's like that too. I believe I've never really had the chance of oh, trying to go for obvious reasons yeah, exactly. <laughs> i mean we don't get this isn't we're not we're not a new england patriot uh no uh, and then the only time the eagles made it to the super bowl i was too young to, i mean i was not too young but i was not young enough to go to the super bowl well we'll we'll talk about that later and i and i feel like it's even it's even it's a little pre it's obviously premature but it's just something right, to have no, in, no, no, really. in the back of I'm our minds saying, and yeah. yeah 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 but i and that's why i brought it up but i think i still think it's really cool that and it's and it's such a and it's so epic that you got to see the Eagles and so, so did our sister Megan and, and brother other brother Dan got to see the Eagles play in a playoff game and win in at home yeah, I mean it's yeah. just you know that's really a neat experience I was really jealous I was telling everybody all my friends that you guys it, were there it was definitely and when we won it was like dude I, I was watching old people like crying that's how much <laughs> like winning to Philly fans mean like legit like I see tears down a lot like half of the like fans face and it wasn't just because it was negative a million degrees oh my god well first of all talking about cold weather I mean I'm pretty sure it was 20 mile per hour winds in my face the whole game and it was probably about negative 10 degrees like uh wind chill so it was freaking cold um I could just imagine trying to play in this weather um it's also good on the point of why I think 
the Eagles aren't doing well on offense, and I think that's the, one of the main reasons why is because of the weather. Really? Um, so you got to look. When um, Foles first came in, he played against the Giants, and the, I think it was like 60 degrees out. He threw for four touchdowns and, what, like 500 yards, 400 yards? Yeah. Um, every game after that that he started – the weather here has been brutal. I don't know why it just picks the days that they play. It's been about the same. It's been every because I've been to every single home game that he's played. It's been about like negative ten degrees feeling. It's been horrible. It's not just been cold. It's been windy for all the games. Uh, I don't understand how anybody could do well in that circumstance. The only person I can think of is Tom Brady. Just because he's used to well, it. Well, because even though Nick Foles, this isn't even like his first time playing for the Eagles, he's not necessarily a cold weather quarterback traditionally. No. You know what I no, mean? No, he's a, he's, a Cal, he's a California, or I think he's either Texas or California. Can't he's California. Um, yeah, he's California. And here, But here's one thing I want to say, though. This has to be an advantage. Like, even though I, I, I agree with you, and he did okay on offense. Um, I think he's getting better and better. In the cold weather. But here's the yeah, thing. We have, this has to be, um, this he has to be an asset for us. This has to be an advantage that we have going into this next game because the Vikings are going to be a hard team to beat. And that is one advantage that we, that we should have because so, Keenum think, isn't I, a cold weather quarterback. Exactly. And but the thing is, so the weather, if it holds up this way, it's supposed to be around like 55 degrees and only 42 at nighttime. So it's a night game. So it's probably going to go down to 42. Um, That's the warmest he's played in since the Giants game. So I think just confidence wise with the weather, um, I think he's going to have a a better game because you can tell from his passes, like even not even just his passes, Matty Ice's passes, they were. It was just, you can tell they were cold, and they weren't hitting, like, they weren't accurate at all. Like, Matty Ice is one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the NFL. He 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 was throwing wide to Julio or any of his other receivers. He wasn't on point either. So the weather definitely played a factor for both quarterbacks, and I think it has the whole, like, since, um, since Foles came in, really. Yeah, because it, it, it's a great point. He did... Um, he did do really well on offense, and you can even make the argument that defense has been winning us games in the latter part of the season, and 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 you know, really playing to their yeah, to our, the capacity. Our defense definitely plays well at home. But one thing, sorry, I was gonna say one more thing. I don't remember since I've had season tickets and gone. I don't remember one game. The Eagles defense struggled. Every single game they've played at home this year, in my opinion, if I can't off the top of my head, they've pit, they've played amazing. Uh, and we also haven't lost at home either, so like that plays a factor. Knock on wood to all that. But what I was gonna right. say was, and I that's what I'm saying. I absolutely agree with you. That's another advantage, you know, home we have in home field advantage for the playoffs and next week for the uh, game against the Vikings. Right. But I think because maybe to your point, if your theory is correct, that um, Foles came in after, you know, not even having played but uh, exactly. the whole season for Wentz in a warmer situation, offense really won us the game against the Giants. And that exactly. that's rare. So that's where I'm saying the combination of both. Our defense has been playing so excellent. I mean, against the Falcons, man, I was – really happy to see that and even Nick Foles like you know I I I still you know was a little bit disappointed and with our inability to get in the red zone but that one drive he had 
he did. I mean, he had a couple drives, um, but the one where we scored just marched down the field like a fucking boss. Accurate, yeah. accurate throws, like really showing us that that is the quarterback that he is because that is Nick Foles. So I think the combination of Nick Foles playing like he is capable of to his highest capability and our defense and home field advantage. I mean, we have all the best conditions. So right. knock on what, you know. They're playing to the conditions. So that last game, if you noticed, we controlled the clock. We totally. Controlled and um, that was probably one of the main factors of why we won. So it, it's not how we usually play. He changed up the style. We don't use the running back as much as we did in that game. Uh, he likes to throw the ball, and that's just how our offense works. And you can tell that because of the weather, he finally – went to the run more and used all the backs. Like, even if it's just a screen or anything, and the reason why is you couldn't throw downfield. Nobody took long shots. The only long shot that Foles took was in the beginning of the game, got pass interference. If you notice, that pass was nowhere near the receiver. Yeah. We were lucky to get the pass interference, but that was just showing how the weather was. Matty Ice never even took a shot downfield. Like, yeah, Julio Jones, it didn't throw the ball deep at all, you know? Yeah. So, the, I, I feel like the other shot he took, it wasn't all the way down the field, but he took about a 20-yard shot that landed in uh, uh, the Falcons' defen- uh, defense defender's hands, popped out, and then we caught it. So thank God yeah. for that. That was another shot he took, though. That was like at least a 20-yard pass. And um, showed, we got really fucking the, lucky with that one. Right, right. And that showed the weather because if you watch the ball flight, it like – he got hit, but it did. So the wind took the ball, and what happened was is the guy thought he had the interception, but what happened, the, the wind knocked the ball down, so that's why it hit him in the foot because he didn't misjudge it. The wind kind of, like, deterred it away from it, and that was just showing that it was very, very difficult to throw the ball in that weather. Yeah, and, I mean, and you could, you could tell. I mean, you could really tell how cold it was. The one thing I would say, though, about it being potentially – you know, over 40 degrees for this weekend that while that's good and all, it does, you know, take away a little, it could take away a little bit of an advantage that we could have over Keenum who doesn't play well in the cold weather because he might function. He's going to function better in, in, in 42 degree Uh, weather. Yeah. Yeah. But you also got to think he's been playing in a dome so much. So 40 degree weather is, and wind is different than, you know, 70 degree weather with no wind in the dome. So it's still, it's not like a huge advantage, but it's definitely an advantage. Well, we'll take it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and us being home is is always been an advantage. Our, I mean, our home crowd is probably one of the best in the NFL anyway. So that just those two together. I, I mean, not saying we're going to win. I still think, in my opinion, the Vikings are better than us. And it's not saying, you know, they're so much. Ooh, better than I can't us. believe you I, just said just, that bold statement, Tyler. It is. I think personnel wise, but that doesn't mean they're going to win. So what that means is they had Case Keenum the whole year to play with the offense. We've only had Nick Foles for a certain amount of games. So it's an advantage to them because they have so much more chemistry together. But that's just on offense. Our defense has been playing the same together all year. So it's going to be – I don't know. It's going to be a close game, but I think one of them are going to pull away, and I'm, I'm, I'm betting on the Eagles. I listen I, – I don't think I, – I hear what you're saying. I The one thing I would bring to the table – and say is that I don't think the Vikings are a better team. I think that we're just playing with our backup quarterback. So anybody we play has had more chemistry than we have had. All, and you could even make that argument about the Falcons, which is why we were projected to lose that game. Right. So I don't think that I think we have a better squad than the Vikings. I just think every game is an uphill battle for us because we're not playing with Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is in that game. No, there's no way we are a better team. 
you know? So, yeah, and it's it, the only reason why I say that is because I think we're, we're it's almost a wash on defense. I think we both have really good defenses. They actually are coming in banged up. They're probably going to lose their safety who's been playing all year uh, for this game, but it's not like set in stone yet, but he's hurt. And their quarterback, Rhodes, is uh, coming off like a, a little bit of an injury in that game, too. So they are a little banged up. Not really us. We have pretty much all our starters. So that may be a little bit of advantage our way. But, again, their offense playing together all year. It's just more chemistry than our offense. But that's not saying that our offense can't outperform their offense. I mean, but our offense all year, and I know it hasn't been with Falls, but, I mean – we've got a top offense in the national football league. So I, I, yeah. I, I, and, but I agree with you. This is going to be a tough game. I have a but feeling yeah. we're going to pull it out. I, I just do. I, I am, you know, I, I, I think if we don't, I'm just proud of this team that we have and that we've made it this far, but I also am happier that we're playing the Vikings. I, I, I didn't really know how I felt at first about, you know, because either way, whether we played New Orleans or we played Minnesota, it was going to be a tough game. But I think to your point um, that you made when we were talking over the weekend, I'd rather not be against Drew Brees in, you know, in a, in a playoff yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. Um I'd rather play the Vikings, and I, I still stay, stand by that statement. I did want to play the Vikings more. A lot of people said they want to play Drew Brees more. But the, it's because they're scared of the defense. But I'm not really scared of the defense because our offense goes against our defense in practice every single you know day ever since the start. So we – and uh, even Nick Foles has. I mean, he's played on the ones – you know, even with ones here just to, you know, get reps. Yeah, so it's not. It's not like we're going in and not playing a good defense because we have a good defense. So I think, we'll be pre- yeah, we'll be prepared for it. And I think us being home will help us win. It'll and give I, us I that just, edge that we need to I over. I don't think. I just. It's hard to say that some team can come into Philadelphia and win. Now their coach is trying to get Viking fans in. Uh, to Philadelphia, which is a mistake. I mean, we have a reputation <laughs> for a reason. Don't come to Philadelphia. That's just bad news for you guys. But I'm just saying that, you know, that's when our reputation actually takes a hold of, like, gets legs and you shouldn't do that. Well, I mean, that yeah, that's a weird strategy, um, especially because I'm sure a lot of the tickets are, are already sold at this point and people... Uh, they sold out in a second. Yeah. I tried to look and try to get, like, face value tickets, they sold out instantly, and I think it's scalpers, but again, it's all Eagle scalpers, so it's going to Eagle fans. Well, yeah, and then, so we've got this game coming up, a big game. I, yeah, we don't know what's going to happen, I think is the point. I think we just know that we are capable, and we're finally, we. I mean, you and I and, and other, uh, you know, Philadelphia sports fans specifically that have been watching, we have been watching this team so closely, more closely than non, you know, Philadelphia sports fans all year long so we know what our our capabilities are we've seen the improvements not only our that our our players have made but our coaches have made and how they've adjusted I think Jim Schwartz has done a better job in the latter part of the season adjusting to different defenses and I think that was a proven that was proven against the Falcons you know and a a quarterback like Matt Ryan yeah we're three and one uh, since Foles came in, and the one loss is when we didn't start any of our stars. That doesn't that doesn't even count. That doesn't count. Cause somebody... No, so I'm saying he's so Foles in games that we need to win. He's three zero. The one thing about Foles is, and I noticed this, his record too is he wins. He plays to the competition. So as long as he keeps us ahead, it, we're not going to blow out teams. That's what Wentz did, and I'm so happy when he comes back. 
because we're in the NFC Championship and we don't even have Foles. That just shows how great our team is. Wentz, uh, yeah. With, with whole, you know what I mean? Yeah, so with, we don't even have Wentz. Foles, yeah. Foles, yes. Foles, yes, is a step down. But that still doesn't mean he can't win. You know, it, it's, a, it's a certain type of animal that wins in this situation. Look at Joe Flacco. I mean, he sucks in the regular season. But when it comes time to play in, like, big games, he shows up. So, I mean, I, I can see similar, like, kind of aspect in Foles. Well, I mean, I mean only, and the difference is – but, I mean, he's played well in the, in the two playoff games that I've seen him in. Yeah, so and Nick Foles in the regular season, his conditions are different. He just sits on the right. bench. That's why he couldn't be. That's why he's better in the playoffs automatically. And also shouts well, to mean, Joe Flacco because he's a, um, a South Jersey native. Yeah, he's Audubon. Yep. So he's very close. Um, so what do you think about Pat's Jags? Just two seconds on that. I think we. I, I, I am going to say the Jags are going to win this game. Really? And this is why. Any game that I've ever seen Tom Brady actually lose is to a top defense. The Broncos beat him, and that one year the Broncos won the Super Bowl. And I think the Jags' defense, even though they let up all those points um, last game, if they played to how they played in the regular season against them, I don't see I don't see Tom Brady beating them. I mean, he struggled against good defenses. He's beaten up okay, yeah, he beat up the Titans. He sat and watched the Titans play their first game and they come into Foxborough and then they destroyed him. Yeah, I right. think anybody like that was like a layup. I mean the, the Titans shouldn't even been in that situation anyway. I, I mean, they got lucky they were in there. That wasn't an impressive win to me. That was just like he was he supposed to beat them. I mean, they were favored by friggin' 14 points. They were supposed to win that game. So when he come in after that game to come into the Jags, when they're probably thinking they're going to play the Steelers, I think it's a different aspect. Even if it's in Foxborough, defenses tend to get to Tom Brady, you know, if they're a top defense. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a fair point. And um, I guess my, my next question to you would be, um, if you had it your way, obviously we Eagles would be in the Super Bowl, and would you rather have them play the Patriots or the Jags? Oh God, that's an easy one. Definitely the Jags. Yeah. No matter what, I mean, there's a part I'm of me so- that kind of, because of our defense, likes the matchup because uh, like it's like a it's better. a rematch, you know. Um, it's going to be hard for me to see us beating Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, honestly. With with um, with Foles at quarterback, with Wentz, would be a different story. But I think we have a better shot against the Jags, with like a hundred percent. Now let's look at this from an outside Philadelphia perspective. If the Super Bowl ends up being Philadelphia versus Jacksonville. I think well, who who the fuck predicted that before the season started? No, that's the crazy. You know, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the Philadelphia uh, the Phillies versus the Rays, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Philadelphia team versus a Florida team. Yeah, and, you know what happened last time that happened. So I mean, that's just it's more of a hope. But I do think the Jags have a good shot. I mean, am I going to be surprised if Tom Brady wins? No, obviously not. I think Tom. Well, Brady nobody has will. A- well, I'll snore. No. But I really think the Jags have a shot, and I think they're going to take it. Honestly, I think if the Super Bowl ended up being Patriots-Vikings, I would rather watch, like, a men's ice skating competition because it's like I don't even care at this right. point, you know? In, in, in my opinion, if the Jags make the Super Bowl, I think anybody on our side, if it's us or the Vikings, you're gonna, it's going to win the Super Bowl. If the Patriots win, I'm going to have to say, I don't know, man, that's tough. I well, think the Patriots might well, we don't it, we don't need to go that far with our predictions because we just got to it's one one it's week at a time in my in my my mind. And that's how, you know, that's how I would like to score it. But, but either way, you know, how excited are you for this weekend? I am 
very excited. I kind of wish it was an earlier game because technically I have to work after it. Oh. Uh, what time's the game? I forget. It's at six forty. Oh, Sunday. that's right. So, but I mean, I'm I'm definitely going to watch it uh, either if I'm there or at obviously. Home. Uh, you Quit know, your I, job. I'm, Come on. I'm excited. I just can't believe, like, I really just can't believe the Eagles are in this situation right now. Like, at the beginning of the year, we thought we were going to be, what, 8-8, eight and eight, like 9-7. and seven. You know, nobody yeah. predicted us to even be in the championship, let alone, like, really just, we barely making the playoffs as, like, a wild card team or, like, winning the division but playing in, in like, the wild card week. You know, nobody predicted us to be a bye um, and playing an NFC championship game now. So I'm ecstatic how the season went. Um, I'm hoping – like really, really hoping we make it. I, but like, I'm not going to be too deterred if we lost. But I, I, you know, I don't think we're going to. Yeah, I think to your point, no matter what happens, um, it was a season that was a foundation builder for what's to come in in years to come. Um, and it's also a team that nobody expected to, you know, that would make it this far. Also. Um, yeah, so you have to be really proud of what's happening in Philadelphia, win or lose, but hopefully win. Because <laughs> yeah, we can win, uh, man. We can win. I I, I feel yeah. very confident. And uh, if, You know what the best part about it is? I, I still don't see the Cowboys playing this week at all. I think they haven't still made it to this week in a long time. So, I mean, that's a win right there. We don't even have our starting quarterback, and we have more wins than Tony Romo. The does. Cowboys you know, haven't made it to week Roman. two of – They've only made it to week two of the playoffs two times in the last in the last twenty years, and they lost and they both lost. of them. So, yeah, so no, well, I. Like, so to shut them up is probably a huge win, just because I don't have to hear them saying they're one and done. Their hopes we were one and done, but now that we won, I, I, I think they went in hibernation. I think they're waiting to come back in March. I'm not sure. But I haven't heard from any of those people anymore. So yeah, no, screw the haters. Win. Listen, it's just hater talk. They don't know. They don't even know what they're talking about. And and quite frankly, I don't even know if they know football. They just like a big star <laughs> in a helmet, I guess. I'm not and sure. And Giants fans too, who who have have been real quiet yeah, they, this year. For sitting in New York, New York's been a little quiet. I haven't heard that either. So <laughs> you know, that's always a win too. But you know why? Because we fucking dominated the NFC East this year, and that just and I just think it it wasn't it wasn't your traditional close uh race between these dominant teams like you you know it was just really a a blowout and it's like you know i'm sorry but like the redskins who cares sorry not sorry like whatever you know the only argument that dallas had was oh we made it to this point last year well you lost we didn't lose and we didn't have our starting quarterback he's not here yeah he's hurt there's no comparison no, we're a better team, and that's the difference between us and the Cowboys. Our team's better. Now, once comes back, everybody should be scared. I mean, we're, we might— He is coming back. Now, what do you mean? That's crazy. No, I'm saying when he comes back, yeah. everybody should be, like, on high alert. And, and if we win the Super Bowl this year, that's even scarier for the rest of the years because that's not even our best quarterback. Well, and you know what? You're absolutely right. And I think it's because people started opening their mouths in those, you know, five years or so of rebuild, maybe more of rebuild years that Philadelphia had because, I mean, there was a good decade where we dominated the NFC. And I'm hoping that that's the trend that's starting again. And yeah, I forgot what that feeling was like. And now I, I know we just and forget. That's and all. Awesome. And it's opened I mean, this up. Is, this is, this is years to come too. There's, I don't see, and you know, I don't see this stopping anytime soon. 
Definitely you know, not. with that quarterback. Well, having a quarterback to that caliber, I mean, I'm just excited for football. I think that's why you can walk away from anything that happens and feel really proud. And if, we go, and if we go all the way under the conditions that we're under um, and we could and we still potentially win the Super Bowl, I mean, that's just incredible. I think you would have to like it, it would just be a, a, a feeling that you can, you know, that you can do anything in life that, you know, hope will prevail. And then people. Uh, that call us asshole, dirty bird, cynical Philly fans. Well, I don't think there there'll be a whole lot of cynicism left. So who well, knows? Maybe I mean, it can help achieve greater goals in the world if Philadelphia wins right. the Super Bowl. And I, and I understand we never won a Super Bowl, and they try to hold us on this notion that we never won a Super Bowl. But we can walk away with not winning if we don't win the Super Bowl this year with a head high and be excited for the future because we know – something magical is going to happen for years to come. Exactly. That's why I think everybody's so pumped because yeah. it's not a feeling of like, well, we can't get excited because no, it's like w- no. win or lose, but hopefully when we're all going to be very excited. I mean, it's at- almost like a bonus at this point. We're like, we're legit underdogs and I consider us underdogs for the rest. And I love playing like that. Clemson played like that and they won the national championship. I love being underdogs. It gives you like another notch, especially being underdogs as the one seed. That's even more of a spit in the That's, face. I know all that. the players, all the players are are all about it. Lane Johnson's wearing an underdog, like a uh, like a hat that's like a dog to show that he's underdog. Like we. They're striving off of that, and it's just great to see. Yeah, no, the city. I know it is. It's it's really fun. It gives me chills. I um, have a lot of really dorky looking pictures of myself from this past weekend of me cheesing gushing with pride and then on top I don't ta- want to see pictures of myself well and then I even got a message from um Hollis Thomas last night oh yeah yeah and he was just saying you know the comeback for the wing bowl the city has gone crazy it's so fun oh, here right it's now a, it's a party right now yeah so I mean I wish I was there I think it would be awesome um I don't think I'm going to make it back for the wing ball, but I am on my end uh, on the West Coast. Us Eagles fans over here are holding up. Uh, we're we're sending our vibes to uh, and the, all the stuff to the Eagles because uh, Dante is growing a beard. Dante from Ventnor isn't shaving his face. I'm not washing my shirt. Tommy's wearing his his top Tommy transportation Tropicana whatever the fuck. Like we're all like texting all week long about how smelly and gross we're gonna be, just so we can like make sure the Eagles win. Because obviously, I wear my either my Nelson Aguilar or Rodney McLeod jersey. Because every time I wear the jersey, we're you know we win. Because I usually win usually win on that. Ooh, here is a very interesting question. I just thought about. So I didn't even think about this. I haven't even opened up the package yet, so I don't even know what it looks like. I just got delivered to me like right now, right before uh, this we record. We started recording this podcast. I got a uh, Malcolm Jenkins jersey delivered to me. That's a good one. So I know, but I was going to wear my dirty T-shirt that I wore last week, the Fly Eagles Fly shirt, because we won. So now do I switch gears completely? I'm going to have to, you know what? I'm not making any decisions right now. I'm going to have to consult with Dante and Tommy on if I... um, I mean, just lay it out. If you, like, use it as, like, a picture frame if you don't want to wear it, you know? Like, just have it out that it's in this vicinity if you don't actually wear it. Well, I mean, I'm going to go to a bar, so I don't... Or wear wear that shirt underneath the jersey. Oh, yeah, I could do that. And then if shit goes south, I could just take off you the jersey. Off. Exactly. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. I'm going to be sweating yeah. my ass off. You know, it's like 80 degrees here. I'm going to be wearing a hey, long sleeve hey, shirt. If it's, 
if it helps us win, you sweat, all right? I know. That's how it works. That's why my shirt's so stinky, because it was 80 on Saturday, and I, I wore a long sleeve shirt because we win when I wear I that shirt. You know what? I don't want to hear that 80 degrees <laughs> there right now, too, by the way, all right? I just, like, almost died at the stadium and negative 100 degrees. So Whatever. I don't want to hear about the, the, the perfect 80 degrees beach weather, all right? Well, uh, you know, it, to be fair, it is down to 67 right now, so uh, well, uh, in the evening. But, no, as always, I appreciate your insights and try to stay alive over there in the negative 100 degree weather um your pal ava graham is up um, next ava, yeah. yeah yeah she's a wip zone yeah she's yeah a, a good friend especially to carly and us you know i got to know her over the years and she's a great person yeah good friends with um that's how uh we met because she's good friends with yeah. your girlfriend the setter family's family yes. and uh she's the trendsetters the trendsetters, whatever they call themselves, yes. And then um, she, uh, we met at the Malcolm Jenkins event when we were all there in October. And then she and I have become friends. I think I think she's awesome. She's got a great like personality. She's very vivacious, and also she's my first uh, lady uh, to also that's also an Eagles fan to join the podcast. Who's also on the radio talking about sports and and very knowledgeable. Um, every single day so that's a win-win-win all around so I'm really excited to bring her up so I will tell her you said hello and then um in the meantime just keep sending posi vibes and uh I will I will yeah and um and win or lose we'll end it here before we bring Ava on win or lose we are proud motherfucking Eagles fans all right yes right but hopefully win yes all right T I'll talk to you later go birds all right see you bye bye so we have Ava Graham on the line. Hey, Ava. Hello there, Shannon Lee. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing fantastic. Well, that is great to hear. I am. I'm so happy. Thank you for joining the podcast. I've actually wanted to have you on for a long time. So I'm glad the timing worked out after Absolutely. after our uh, big playoff win this past weekend um, against the Falcons. And um, I'm sure it was really fun in the studio. I have to imagine at WIP this morning. Today was crazy. It, I mean, it, we're on such a high. I, I can't be happier with this team. I have been ride, I, I've been riding out this storm, as you could say, <laughs> because a lot of people. I mean, Carson Wentz is a love of my life, my ginger dreamboat. Oh. Um, but and and absolutely was I devastated uh, after his injury. But this team has just really come together they play as a team they've been a team they've gotten closer and grown together and i feel as if they're pulling the city closer together and everybody is just so happy you know and and it's like i i went out today and i'm wearing my eagles gear today and it's like oh i love your headband because i have an eagles headband on right now that i just bought amazon off amazon that i love (laughs) and it's like i'm wearing my Eagles gear on and everyone's just like so pumped everyone is so pumped our callers today were just absolutely overjoyed uh it made it makes work really easy Shannon yeah uh, with the, the listeners I mean because we're all fans I'm a fan yeah we're all fans here in Philadelphia like so it's uh, just a common interest it's just it's it's great. Work was great today. And I mean, it's all we've got, right? Because we don't have like this, like 
New England Patriots history of success. So we're just like, we're ride or dies no matter what as an Eagles fan. You know what I mean? Because, Absolutely. because we've yeah. been through this. We've been through, you know, uh, you know, a lot of ups and downs over the years. And I know I agree. I miss um, my Prince Harry. He every time he was like smiling on the sideline, I was like so excited about like Carson Wentz just like being happy about something that happened. It makes you feel better, you know, in the game. And oh yeah, yeah. And to see him be there. And everybody will like you know you know the Nick Fol- people will say what they're gonna say. I mean, we were actually projected to lose that game, which I was a little bit surprised about. Uh, just because the Falcons have had like a really spotty season. But I think it's because, you know, we have to overcome so much anyway in Philly, just like never having won a Super Bowl and um, getting so close. So it's like, of course, people, you know, on the outside and especially outside of Philadelphia are going to say, oh, like, can you do it with Nick Foles? Like, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? I believe we can. I think we we can. You know what? Brandon Graham said today, you know, keep on calling us an underdog. That's Mm -hmm. fine. You know? If you want, we we perform better as underdogs. Ray Dininger pointed that out as well today, and we've just taken this underdog thing and ran with it. Yeah, Amazon is sold out of the dog mask that Lane Johnson wore <laughs> after the game. Really? Literally? Oh yeah, it's sold out because it is just we embrace it. You know what? You want to call us an underdog? Great, go for it. But this team has been resilient. They have stuck together. They've continued to play their hearts out regardless. And, you know, I, we keep hearing this next man up. That's what the whole thing is. Next man up. And they've just kept doing that. Carson said it himself when injuries were happening. You know, Jason Peters went down. And that's, you know, he's a pro bowl. <laughs> yeah. That's a bad situation. Bad yeah. situation. And we just continue to persevere. And I am just in love with this team yeah this team's attitude and they have continued just to be like we're focusing on the next game we're going to get to the next game and you're right as a philadelphia sports fan we're used to it yeah we are used to you know the fact that we're not going to go that far or you know injuries you know the sixers are dealing with it right now you know it's it's it's, it's always something it's yeah. always something so to be as far as we are right now it's per- it's not more any- anything that it's the perfect thing it really absolutely is we did not have this expectation at the beginning of the season people no. did not think we were going to be where we are and now we are here and i am just i you can hear in my voice i have all day just been in this fantastic mood <laughs> since saturday night i mean i just want you to keep talking because i love it it's like getting me pumped for this weekend like i am I, I I seriously Ava like yeah like I I have been so excited about the Eagles this season and I've been so careful especially when I post things you know just like on my own social media or when I say things on the podcast or post things not to be like cocky I'm just excited because exactly. because we've just been like really really killing it and like our defense is like it's so it's so exciting to Beast. see Oh my god. They shut it down. They shut it down. I mean on Saturday night. So I, I have to recall where when I met you for the first time, which was actually at speaking of um, defensive leaders at the Malcolm Jenkins event. Remember in uh, I think that was in October yeah, when, it, 
We met Union in Philly. Trust in Philadelphia. Yeah. yeah. So Malcolm venue. Malcolm Jenkins has a just for people that um, didn't listen to that episode has a really awesome foundation that works with kids in underprivileged communities. The Malcolm Jenkins Foundation. So he has this annual uh, bourbon bow ties and yeah, blitz. Bow ties, bourbon. What it? I said it wrong. I think. I know. I'm trying to think of it as well. Well, bow what I, it, it, it has the words bourbon bow ties and blitz in it, and not that yeah. particular order. But <laughs> and it's a fundraising event. So I was fortunate to be able to go, and that's where you and I met, and um, finally, and then because you're you, we, you know, you're friends with my brother, and um, who's all old, yeah. who uh, j- just left the podcast, little T. I love the love Tyler. Yeah, and he he is a great. Your brother's a great guy, and he's with uh, he he dates my one of my oldest friends' little sister. So I've known her since she was Carly, you know, six. Yeah, Carly's six years old, you know, and. They're, they're the dream team, man. I know. They have a great time. I love them together. I love them together. No, they're the cutest couple. And honestly, like, they put me up now because ever since they bought a house in South Jersey in, I think it was August, like, that's where I stay now. I have my own bedroom. Um, so I'm with uh, Little T and Carly, and they're so adorable. <laughs> and and when and that event, going back to, like, meeting our defensive players, like, that was the first time I ever – well, I had met Mal- Malcolm Jenkins the night before at his um, uh, suit – uh, company, I forget the name of it right now, but he has a some sort of a um, yeah, like a luxury I, I, sports line, whatever. Mm-hmm. But but when I met him, and my point is when I met him, and then I met Rodney McLeod that night. I like literally don't even think I was that starstruck when I've met like some bit big celebrities here in LA. Like I've met like Robert Pattinson and I'm like, I don't care. But like I, but I met Rodney McLeod and I literally got weird Ava. And I was like, (laughs) and I said, I, I thanked him for what he does for our country. And he kind of just like laughed at me and smiled because he was like, you're welcome. And I was just like, I mean, just because you do so much, you know, you're so great. Like, cause that's, cause it, yeah, that's sort of my long-winded point of like what it's like to meet some of these guys that you watch out there like having like doing it, like really doing it. And Mal- and talking about Malcolm Jenkins, man, like my favorite player, uh my favorite athlete of all time is Brian Dawkins, our former safety leader, the Wolverine, and also cuz he went to my um, alma mater at Clemson and I feel like we haven't seen like a defensive leader like that start to step up s- like like Jenkins is now since like yes. since like a Dawkins so it's exciting um to meet these yeah. guys and actually be able to like shake their hand and say thank you for what you do for our country <laughs> brilliant yeah now, isn't that funny I can relate to this because since I have come on at uh sports radio 94 WIP right they have like brought in a ton of people that I, I never in my wildest dreams thought I would have the opportunity to meet. Ooh. And, you know, regularly, you know, Ray Dittinger's there, who's just the nicest guy. Nicest yeah. guy, but he's a Hall of Fame writer. Like, he's just incredible person. You know, the, the voices of Philadelphia. I mean, people coming in left and right. But we, uh, training camp this year, I had, uh, they were bringing Carson Wentz on the show. And oh my God! You met Carson I, Wentz. Yeah, I met oh. Carson. But Shannon, I'm telling you, I am such a weirdo. Like <laughs> I, was, I was so uncomfortable. I was like, I don't know what to do. I was shaking, and part of my job at WIP is doing the Facebook Live. Okay. And making sure, like, you know, I'm I'm covering it on the social media aspect, like you know, taking pictures, video, right, and getting that uploaded. 
and he his time slot moved up quicker so i like hadn't mentally prepared myself oh, to meet him and i started shaking <gasps> and i was like getting really hot and to make matters <laughs> worse Angelo Cataldi, the host of the morning show here in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. you know, Angelo himself is a huge name, but he's sitting there and he's saying to Carson, Carson Wentz, quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles, my ginger dreamboat, my love, that I'm obsessed with him and that, you know, she's getting all weird because you're here, Carson, and oh, no. you really got to take a picture with her. And I was like, stop saying that. He's gonna take he was a saying that on air? Yes. Send it on air. He's like, oh, my God, look at her. She's blushing. I was like, Angelo. Oh, my God. It. Stop it. And I'm taking a Facebook Live, and now I'm shaking, Chad. <laughs> like, the camera. People are probably watching this thing like, what is wrong with the video feed? <laughs> and it's just me being so nervous to meet him. And we get done, and he's like, Carson, you got it. And, I, and he was like, hey, you know, what's up? Nicest guy. Really, like, just, he's huge, by the way. Like, is huge. he really? And, um, how tall yeah. is he? Uh, he's six. He's like six four. He's like, oh, wow. like like very tall dude. Might even be. I want to say six four. So he's really tall. I don't know if I uh, realized he was six four. I thought he was shorter than that for some reason. He's a big dude. Uh, I mean, we were. Um, I was really taken back by it because I'm five six and a half. So that's what I am. Half, really. Yeah, we're the same yeah. height. Oh really? Yeah, five six um, and a half. Also, over here. similar hair color, by the way. Who? Oh, you... he's six five, Shad. Oh, uh, well, all right. So well, he's... what's what's you know, if you're talking about anybody that's like over like six foot two, I don't know. I'm just talking out of my ass here. Oh, by the way, <laughs> you, you can curse on the the podcast. Um, it, that I feel like it's just like a giant. Like after yeah, that, it's oh, like yeah. one I, inch doesn't point, even matter. I'm just like he's six. A lot. So it's I'm interested. Did, what did you like? What did you get to like say to him? Like, what was your conversation well, like? So I was like, Carson, I feel like we have a lot in common. I'm a ginger. You're a ginger. <laughs> I was like, I feel like we could be good friends, you know? Like, <laughs> but if you wanted to take a picture with me, that would be cool. He was like, Yeah, yeah. And he was like laughing. So that made me feel good because, you know, I was extremely, extremely awkward. So I was like, he takes a picture, which then we get done that picture. And I was like, any chance you want to take a selfie, too? <laughs> <laughs> so I grabbed two pictures with them. And they were like, oh, my gosh. And Maria Hughes and Angelo were like, let the man get out of the trailer. Oh, Angelo like, here. I'm, like, Andrew, I'm sure Angelo made things um, a lot oh. a lot less stressful for you. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It was, but, I mean, I, to me, I was like, Angelo, you're the greatest person in the world because – I just met Carson Wentz and I'm absolutely fangirling over this moment. And I, and there, there have been other instances of that happening, but it, that to me was just like, look, I, I can't breathe. I, My mom <laughs> just got me a Carson Wentz blanket. I'm a weirdo. I, like, what if you, I, what if, but you know, at least like, but you're, you're like me, like in that we're, we're all this way where we're like, we're covering it in different ways. We're fans. We're like, we're analyzing it. We're, you know, we, we play these different roles with it and like you're on the radio, but when you actually meet somebody that you are, you know, that is so connected to the city, who's like just doing such yeah, amazing things. Fan. Yeah. You just, you just I'm revert back fan, to like, what you are at a basic level, a fan. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm an Eagles fan. You know, I've been in the Philadelphia area my entire life. You know, it was Delaware County in Pennsylvania. Then I was Bucks County. Then I'm Gloucester County, which is in Jersey. That's where I'm now, from. 
Yeah, so Gloucester, it's, yeah. Uh, where are you, where, Gloucester? I'm from Gloucester County. But yeah, I, where, are you, where I, are you from, Gloucester? I'm from Woodbury, New Jersey. Oh, okay. It, oh, we're right by each other. Yeah, so. I'm Mullica Hill. Okay. So. Did you grow up in Mullica Hill or you just live there now? Yes. Okay. So my, my dad's a stand-up uh, comedian. Yep. And he is also works at Sports Radio 94 WIP. He works at The Overnight, uh, which leads into Angelo's show. Big Daddy so, Graham. Shouts yeah, to Daddy your dad. Big Daddy Graham. Um, and he, as you sure know, because you are yourself, are in comedy. Yes. Um, and I heard that your shows went incredible while you were home. So congratulations to you and making people laugh because that is such a difficult task. So you're a badass woman for doing that. Just I, so you know. I appreciate that. And I have, and I, when I think when I first met you, I asked you, Hey, have you ever considered doing it? Just be, only cause you know, you're on a sports radio. That's, you know, like a sports radio comedy esque um, type yeah. show. You grew up with it with a father who's a stand up comedian. And in fact, by the way, you're the first guest. I have to say you're, you're, we're making history right now, Ava, with our um, amazingness because we both uh, realized the other day we have Eagles bitmojis. We are, we, yes. um, and, but then also you're the first female um, that I've had on the podcast that's a Philadelphia sports fan. Um, so that's exciting. And then also the first one who's, um, because I have a lot of comedians. I have, I have all different types of people on here that are somehow connected to sports. And so you're the first, like, non-comedian who's, like, sort of a comedian because you're funny and then also, like, grew up in a family of, with a comedian. So it's an interesting dynamic for sure. So uh, Yeah, I mean, he uh, he's, he's paved my way for everything that I'm doing now. And it's funny, I know you did come up to me and ask me about doing the comedy, and I was just like, no, it's not, <laughs> it's not for me where I do like, I think I get some jokes in here and there. Right. But oh my gosh, the anxiety mm-hmm. of having to do that, it's just, it's a, it, to me, it's just too much. Or maybe, and maybe in the future, I could see myself maybe really writing something and yeah. performing it more in a, a play. Uh, a play style. <laughs> I can maybe see myself doing that in the future. But as of right now, I'm 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 happy with you know doing the stuff I'm doing with the show, and do hope to eventually have my own show and you know continue. I also had a podcast at one point, but it's very crazy time right now now in Philadelphia. Yeah, you know with. Uh, we have Wing Bowl coming up. That's right. Wing Bowl uh, is huge in Philly. I remember yeah, I was there on the radio in, in October. That was my um, first of hopefully many experiences getting to be a guest on WIP. And it was so much fun um, with you and Angelo and Joe and everybody else. And I had to stand next to that dude who had to, was who got into the Wing Bowl. Remember, yeah. that was so disgusting. He had to eat like, because I remember I was I was driving to the studio. This is back in October um, when I had um, a, a bunch of shows with Eleanor Kerrigan and uh, that that you were just mentioning. And um, yeah. I'm so fortunate to be able to feature for her. She's so a she's so amazing and she's so funny. And so I was driving to the studio and I was listening to WIP in the car before I was on. Um, oh no, this was not in October. What am I saying? This was just in December. This was like a three couple weeks ago. Um, I'm getting my trips mixed up um and i was listening and i'm like what are all these people doing because you know like i don't have wip out here in la like i've listened to it growing up but like i don't know i don't really know what the wing bowl was until there was a dude eating a wawa hoagie and like pork and beans like right next to me and i'm like you know what this is 
this is fucking disgusting. Like, what is it's happening? Disgusting. <laughs> it's disgusting. I, but riding up there, I'm like, why is somebody eating like 25 cannolis and their faces turning yeah. red? Like, I had no idea what was going on. It was insane. <laughs> For those of you who are listening now to the podcast and, and are still unfamiliar what Wingbo is, it is a competitive eating contest here in Philadelphia. And it was actually started because the Eagles never have never won a Super Bowl. Like they never, they've never gone that far. Um, and the, in order to have our own type of celebration, we've created Wingbo instead of Super Bowl, which is, is like I said, competitive <laughs> eating stunt where people eat as many wings as they possibly can but it is just full of craziness they do floats when they come into the arena which oh is at the God. Wells Fargo Center where the Flyers and the Sixers play mm-hmm. and they go on the main concourse my dad opens up the whole thing uh, he brings out a chicken no chickens are harmed at Wingwall. it is simply just for fun <laughs> We, we, we get a chicken from a farm because, as you know, Shannon, there's a lot of farms in our area. There are. People might not know that, but South Jersey is full of farms, everyone, full just of farms. in case. So yeah. we, you know, we could borrow chicken. The chicken makes it back home safely, but my dad brings out the ceremonial first chicken. They go around, and um, each eater has a competitive name. Um, El Wingador had one for many years. <laughs> uh, Molly, Molly Schuyler. Uh, is uh, an insane eater. She weighs about 115 pounds, maybe soaking wet. Oh my and gosh! Eating like 300 something wings. Wow! To win Wing Bowl, um, they have these incredible prizes that they win: uh, cars, cash. I believe the prize this year is ten thousand uh, dollars. And then they they give a check. They cut a check to uh, the FOP Survivors Fund uh, for the families who have lost. Uh, loved ones, uh, like police officers, their families. If when a, a fallen police officer, you know, a lot of times it's the family that you right. know, gets stuck with a lot of issues, and so we try to donate the money there. But at the same time, so we're doing something great. But there's also a ton of strip clubs there. I've ha- <laughs> so- I have heard that that there are that there are quite uh, a few strip clubs in the area that sponsor the event. Yes. I guess, yeah. Yes, but you know what? Guess what? They're making a living too, yes. and they're having a great time. And everybody there, you know. So we've gotten a lot of criticism over the years, and particularly in this climate of the Harvey Weinstein and everything. Right. I mean, there is no no one there is doing anything that they wouldn't want to do. It's a lot of really a lot of fun. I mean, I was a wingette for years. I started being a wingette when I could drive. So Seventeen in New Jersey, I did it for three or four years, and my dad's there, obviously. I am not taking my clothes off when my father is in the building. That's, and that's I mean? a really good decision. I just want to yeah, commend yeah, you for I'm that. Solid. I mean, it was a little <laughs> weird because sometimes people are like, hey, you know, take your top off. And I'm like, hey, that's my dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. do that. But, you know, it's not, it's very, it's a fun, crazy event. And I'll tell you one thing, it will be absolutely out of control because it, I, I, I'm really feeling good about this team, Shan, I think we're going to go, we're going to get there. We're going to get to the bowl. And, uh, you know, I, I think, I hope, I hope we do, man. I really hope oh, we do. And right? I, you know, I was just talking to somebody the other day about this. I was like, you know, if we, if, if this is what happens, right? Super Bowl, um, 2018, um, we end up, cause I very strongly, believe that New England will be the other team just based on what's going on you know like they're up next against uh, the Jags and I just it's New England you know what I mean and so I I, if we can go if we can go into Super Bowl 2018 
and Nick Foles can beat Tom Brady in our first ever Super Bowl win, I mean, we can achieve world peace. I mean, anything. I mean, how are you not going to have hope after that? We're going to be a different city. I mean, that's just it's it's extremely possible is my point, too. But it's also like it's amazing conditions for that to happen. And it's going to set all the momentum forward, um, I think, for for people, not only just in Philadelphia, but. But there's a lot of there's a lot of I gotta say sport Philly sports haters out there. They, they we get a bad name and and I don't think it's validated. And I talk about it a lot on the podcast. But I think it's gonna you know cause a lot of people not to be able to say what they things that they used to say about Philly. Well, we're choke artists, like different things like that, you know. And worst well, case, I, go ahead. There's a lot of people there, and they do say that it's funny that you you say this. Uh, it's funny that you say this because. My uh, boyfriend, uh, Bill Matz, he actually does Broad Street Hockey, which is a podcast out here for Flyers fans. Mm-hmm. And he just put out a tweet um, quoting another somebody else saying that we were terrible to them, Falcons fans, when they came into town. And, you know, that we were, like, yelling in their face. And, you know what, to me, gosh, they're going to a game. It's a playoff game. You know, or it's just like good fun, and as long as it's not violent, it's just, it's just, you know, just going back and forth. And he kind of put it out there. He's like, yeah, and we, you know, we also like hang you up and 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 you know, kill your children. He went a little far, but he's like making <laughs> oh, jokes because we really do get this bad rap when most fans are very passionate about their team. Yes, and will say things, and especially if you're drinking, will say or do things. It does not reflect an entire city. No. You can't because one drunk goofball (sighs) decides to, you know, do something stupid. You really can't say that we are, I mean, this city is an amazing, beautiful place to come and visit and so much fun. And I can't, I can't stress it enough to when people say they're coming to town, I can give you four spots that have multiple bars that you can go out and have a great time in. And, no better time to be here than when our teams are doing well. Right. <laughs> Everyone's happy. Right. You're not going to meet many unhappy people right. during this period of time. So come on out and see us. And I promise you that you will really enjoy Philadelphia. And that we are just passionate. Yeah. Passionate fans. I mean, when we say bleed greens, because we do. Yeah. You know, when the Phillies were in the World Series, you know, it was Red October. Everybody was out in numbers like you wouldn't believe. It's just, you know, we, we're we good right now. It's yeah, cool. we're good. We're, we're good. Yeah. Moment. We're happy. Like, let's just live in this moment. I'm Like you said earlier, Shannon, I this is a one game at a time. I know Doug Peterson has been preaching that a lot. Yeah. One game at a time. One one day at a time. Yeah. One, you know, I, one I, day I, at a time. You know, I do have great feelings for this team, but I, I am also not going to get ahead of it. And uh, I'm just going to cherish, <laughs> cherish every moment while I can. Yeah. And you made some great points. Like earlier, you were like, you know, we never expected to get this far. And before the season started, even with, you know, with Carson Wentz um, in the driver's seat, we were only projected to go like. Maybe five hundred, maybe maybe uh, you know, like get into the playoffs uh, by the you know barely um, by the skin of our teeth, maybe as a wild card. So to have even gone this far, I think is amazing. And a couple other things too. I think that you know Philly gets a bad rap, and it's it's 
been easier for me to see that as a person who grew up in that culture, who's a hardcore sports fan. Um, in fact, actually, it's funny that you said bring up the Phillies. I'm actually wearing my 2008 World Series champs t-shirt right now um just just because i just noticed i was it was for no other reason than like that's just what i put on today when i wasn't paying attention but it's like we you know to grow up in this culture and then i've i've been outside of the tri-state area on the west coast for about 12 years now so i don't think it was until i left that i really realized how many people how people view philadelphia and i think if and it's kind of a love hate thing like people that don't have any tie to philadelphia they either love us and they love our fan base and they're like you guys are so passionate or they hate us and they think we're assholes and i think a part of that stigma is just that a stigma because media blows things out of proportion. So at whatever point we became the, those asshole fans in people's minds for whatever reason, um, the media just jumped all over that, you know, like, Mm -hmm. like, you know, like people that don't know anything about Philadelphia might bring up that one time in the last year or two years, whenever it was that somebody threw an aluminum beer can at Ryan Howard and I'm like, really? Yeah. And, but that's all you know. That you don't, you're yeah. not from Philly. You don't know. And I'm like, and they're like, well, that's why your fans are so terrible. And I'm like, no, ESPN coined it. And I think that they say it well when they have uh, coined Philadelphia f- sports fans as the most passionate fans in sports with the most uh, relentless disappointment. I might have said that wrong, but it's something like that. I might have put relentless in the wrong but we have the yeah. highest passion and we've had the most disappointment. And that's a mix for the media to want to blow that up. But I always like I'm like, come on, guys, like be not if you're not in Philly and you're not and you don't know what's going on. Like you can't look at like two things you hear in, in the you know, in the news or yeah, especially since there's so many situations. I mean, you got to think about like when the Raiders play the 49ers, you know, there is absolute chaos that goes down while there oh yeah there uh, there are uh, a ton of rivalries or teams that have gotten together and have done things that are are just not okay you know the situation of like these arise because there is drinking and you know people get uh, unhappy with their teams yes and they end up becoming you know we are so involved yeah you know it's almost like you like you said when you um met ronnie mcleod that you were just you know in all like we you said thank you for for helping your country like that's how you felt you know like that's how engrossed we are yeah in philadelphia sports or, or sports in general yeah you know uh, the thing about sports, which makes it so great, is it's timeless. You know, there's you will always have these. These games will always be the same. Yeah. You know, the, an iPhone, different iPhone comes out every year, but the game generally has stayed the same for years and years. And people have been able to bitch about the same things for years and years and argue about who's the best wide receiver the Eagles have ever had. Or, you know, they, they, and I'm just astonished at the numbers people can pull out on players from years and years ago. Yeah. And they relate them right now to, you know, to Zach Ertz, you know? Like, yeah. it's just... Like, we're watching it. We're watching a whole other team create this conversation of who some of the best players in football are going to be considered to be decades from now. And that's why I think it's so fun, to to your point, to be a part of this time right now. Like, it's like, like, soak up every moment because it is such an exciting time to be 
you know, a part of this. And I have so much faith, like to your point, getting to the Super Bowl, like I, you know, it's like every game freaks me out, though. And I'm not going to lie to you in in this last game, in the last two minutes, I wanted to sit in the middle of the the road and just play chicken because I'm like, I'd rather just do that (laughs) than watch what's going because I can't like I almost couldn't handle it. You know what I mean, Ava? I know. I had um, about a little over 50 people at my house on Saturday. I was going to bring that up because you were uh, celebrating your birthday. By the way, happy early birthday. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, we just, uh, their whole thing went completely awry. It was, uh, we had booked a party at Chickies and Peach, or my family had booked a party. Another Philly staple. Yes, Chickies and Peach is a huge sports bar. It's actually the number one sports bar in North America. Um, I did not know that. It is a huge sports bar. Probably for those crab fries. Yeah, they're amazing. (laughs) Crab fries are amazing. And I actually, I served there for a really long time. Oh. So I had very close ties to Chickies and, you know, decided it was, that's where we'll go, you know, and not even thinking that there was a chance that the Eagles could play that day because there really, it could have changed. And then we would have had, if they were the later game, you know, we would have had the best spot in the house for the party at Chickie's. Yeah. But it didn't. It was 4.30. And do you think I'm going to be able to get all, um, like, uh, close to 100 people to Chickie's and Pete's, uh, you know, in while the game is going on? That sounds stressful. No way. Yeah. No way. No one's leaving their TV. And I wouldn't even ask that of them. Yeah. Because I would have watched the game. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? We're just going to. Uh, we'll cut it down to size. We cut out the family. We cut out, you know, a lot of my, a lot of people I knew had to work. Chickies and Peach people had to work. WIP people had to work yeah. because the game was going on. So I, you know, we just kind of cut it down, but I still had a huge group of people. We had an amazing time, but what made the whole party was the Eagles winning. Yeah. And Shannon, let me tell you, I, we set up tables all around this house. And uh, there were seats for at least 40-some people. We, we really, like, went out of our way to make sure that every, like most people had a seat. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you of the 50 people there, 35 stood the <laughs> entire time. Did not take a seat. Because just like you're saying, you would have done anything not to watch it. Like, like, people couldn't sit. They yeah. couldn't even stand still. It was just absolutely insane that last two minutes and i was just i just i feel like i almost like blacked out during that point in time and i was <laughs> drinking but not that much yeah that yeah, point. yeah afterwards i got totally bombed i'll be honest because oh. i was full celebration mode and i was in it but i i'll tell you it was like this this really surreal moment and you know our defense shut them down and yeah. we're there's just so much going into it, you know. Doug Peterson uh, calls a timeout. It's a field goal, you know. They're they, they've been going for it all season. It was just like a really insane, insane last. I mean, even like, let's say the last five minutes of the game, it was absolutely crazy. Yeah. The last two, you're just like. I, I, I like you said. I was like, I'm, I want to walk through that glass door right now. That I just I know that would be better. 
That I, will be better than watching this. I know. There's always there's those moments in close games like that too, where I have this moment where I'm like, should I just like close my eyes and ask somebody else to tell me what just happened? But I'm like, no, I can't do that. But the hard part was like for me was I was watching it. I have like a really core group of um, like family. We call each other. They're all from a lot. Most of them, they're actually from South Jersey. They're all from like Atlantic City, Ventnor area. And I made I made friends with these people like five years ago when I moved to L.A. Or actually before I moved to L.A., but I was coming down here. And so I have this like really core group of like hardcore Eagles um, friends. We spend like Thanksgiving together. Like we're really close. We all went to like the Rams game and the Chargers game together. So but then a part of our group somehow is Falcons fan. There's like two Falcons fans. And one of them just like gets too drunk. So I'm like, I already like kind of want to go home for this. Like I watch games by myself. Like people, yeah. my neighbors must think somebody's getting murdered on Sundays because I like to just stay inside. And also we're on West Coast time here. So our games are mostly at 10 when they're one o'clock Sunday games. So I like don't really feel like going to a bar at 10 a.m. So I was yeah. like, I was a little apprehensive. Everybody knows how I get. Like, even all the guys are like, Shannon doesn't want to watch the game with you, Falcons fans, like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it's not because I, like, you know, like, I'll, I'll talk, I, like, talked a little friendly shit, like, you know, prior to, but I'm, like, really into the game. And I, and so I have these, like, I am having to deal with these last two minutes with, like, actual Falcons fans, like, screaming belligerent things. And I'm like, come on, dude, like, you guys aren't even, like, like that you're just being stupid and you're just trying to like rile us up and rile me up because they know how I get but I'm like I don't have that's why I don't like to watch games with other people you know because I like I don't I'm not in a Philadelphia area I just so I'm like with my friends but I'm like yeah so I had to deal with taunts on top of that and I was just like come on you go fuck yourselves guys yeah, okay yeah, like, like I'll beat your much. ass after the game either much. way yeah I don't know if, honestly you're right I don't know if I could handle being with someone that was cheering against the Eagles. Like it would just set me off because I had, when I sent the, I know I just made a Facebook invite for uh, my friends to come by and I put in there, um, Eagles gear encouraged. Yeah. Uh, if not Eagles colors, but absolutely no red. Yeah. Absolutely not. Cause I, like, or I you'll see want... red. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Like I just don't want to be a part of that. I just want to, you know, and it was everything I wanted it to be because I did win, and I'm surrounded by all these people. I mean, we were just going nuts. Like, it was just, we couldn't believe that this had happened. And at the same point, you know, like, why why don't we believe it? Yeah. You know, we, they've come out every game, and I know this is good. So I'm a little bit superstitious uh, as well. I do stupid things, stupid mm-hmm. rituals. And the one that I uh, implemented and I did made uh, Bill, uh, my boyfriend, do the same thing. Was we went out to LA, you know, with the show, right? For um, Rams game, the Rams Eagles game, yeah. And I uh, wore the exact same outfit <laughs> that I wore to the Coliseum, and when we went there, uh, we were pretty high up in the Coliseum, and it was hot and not used to that here in philly at that point in time right and we and i basically did the exact same thing i right after halftime i ended up having to take off one layer of my i had like a tank top and a t-shirt mm-hmm. and i took the, the t-shirt off and was just wearing the tank and i did everything the same like <laughs> my shoes still have dirt on them from the corona bar at the coliseum because I was like, I'm doing it all the same. I don't care. I was like, I feel like, you know, Bill wore the same thing. I said, I, I, mm-hmm. you know, me all drunk later on. I'm like, I, 
they they came back after I took the, the other T-shirt off. <laughs> like, my T-shirt had anything to do. But after you have a couple drinks, you oh, know, yeah. you believe in a variety of things. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I like the way that you just laid that out about what happens when you have a couple of drinks. And Ava, this is why I think this is amazing. It's amazing because I did the same exact thing. I It was 80 degrees this past Sunday and it hasn't been that warm here in LA in a long long time and I have this one long sleeve black t-shirt that says fly eagles fly on it it's a Nike shirt and every time I've ever worn it we've never lost so I went to a sweaty bar um in 80 degree weather and wore a long sleeve shirt and sweated my ass off but I had to do it because we've never lost when I've won that t-shirt and we and it's because of your your outfit from the Rams game and my, me never washing my shirt that we won I'm yeah, I, 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 I 100% I, believe that <laughs> I, do, I do I believe it I'm like you know what why not you know why not like even people could be like it's like it, there's no way that helps but it doesn't hurt so you know mind your business yeah don't wear my shirt don't criticize me because I do weird things for my team <laughs> you know we're fans like we said in the end we're fans and I want them to win in the worst way so if that means wearing my dirt-covered sneakers inside all night. I don't care. Like, I'm wearing it. Hey, man, you got to own it. You got to own it. I'm owning it. Yeah. That T-shirt has has Wentz on it. And, you know, a lot of people have been like, uh, I I, I totally get it. I, he's, and he was MVP. He is MVP in my mind. Yeah. Carson Wentz. But, and then you have to still rally behind your team because, you know, when you just go, you know what, season's over. What about all those guys? You right. know, there's 52 other players on that. that you got to just go with, you got to believe. You can't just stop. Now, was I devastated? Of course I was. But you hope that maybe they'll play for him. Yeah. You know, or maybe, you know, they'll, they'll reach down deep down inside because they know that they're more than just one person. That right. They're playing for these fans who don't wash their t-shirts or wear dirty <laughs> shoes you know yeah. you hope that that's what they're, they're and smell be really good yeah yes. but, but you're right no I, and one thing I do have to say was like I haven't been like that worried about it as much as maybe you should be when you've got, come this far and you've got this amazing you know, athlete and leader leading your team. But one thing I was really happy about before the season started was when I heard we got Nick Foles back as our backup. Cause I'm like, dude, that's best case scenario. I mean, it's, I mean, we're not talking about like Mark Sanchez here or somebody. We've got a legit quarterback that the last time um, we went to the playoffs was because he took us there. So yeah, there's nobody absolutely. else that can do this, but Nick Foles. And, and I've, you know, he's been a little shaky to, to get back up to speed like it towards the end of the season still got by just fine we got by though I would say like in the regulars but but then when you see him this past weekend he's playing Matt Ryan this this team played in the you know regardless of the outcome played in the Super Bowl yeah. last year Matt Super Ryan is, is an elite quarterback they have they have they have an elite um you know the, we're talking about a, we're playing against veterans here and Nick Foles there was a there was a point in the game where he just marched down that field and he looked like, you know, oh, he was moving. Perfect. And you know what? They they were trying to really, you know, they were doing that that fake and throw. He was going. He they they were really. I 
was impressed. Yeah. I was very impressed. Though, I will say I'm, I'm with you. I've, I've never doubted Nick Foles coming into this situation. I feel like if you're in the best possible circumstance that if, right. if someone's going to come in, of course it's not Carson. But, you know, like I said, there's more to this team. Yeah. And I've, I totally agree with you, Shan. I thought that they really showed up. Uh, this was a, I mean, they were in the Super Bowl. They basically had that in the bag. And then, you know, of course, we know, like you said, we know what happened there. And we're lucky that their red zone play has just been so piss poor uh-huh. this season. I mean, they have their, they have a lot that they have to work on like, internally. And I give so much credit to our coaches for what we are seeing here today, yeah. you know, if Doug Peterson uh, doesn't get coach of the year, you know, I just, I would be floored by that because uh, he really has showed up and he has really um, stepped out of that extremely large shadow of Andy Reid. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm proud of him for that. I mean, I'm proud of him. Like, I, you know, I know, like, like Look. he's my son. <laughs> I had one. <laughs> If he was like your 50-year-old son. Yeah, my 50-year-old son. Even though you're not even 30 yet, but yeah. But, you know, I know what you're saying. I mean, I think the the ugliest thing, the only thing that bothers me about Doug Peterson is not even that big of a deal. It's just his choice of wearing visors over hats. I really wish he would change his mind. I I hate the visors. It just really... it's really he's not, not going to do it now, though, either. You know he's, like, stuck on this visor. Right? I don't like the visors, but listen, I mean. Chip Kelly was a visor guy, too, wasn't I, he? He was. Oh, yeah, and that's the worst. He's the worst, yeah, you know? Yeah, that's the worst. It's the worst. But, it I mean, is. he just, right. it, it, sometimes it's hard when they do a flash to Doug Peterson on, you know, with his poker face on the sideline and his, his, his <laughs> you know, silver fox hair it's sticking up through the visor. That's my only issue with him. But outside of that, I do agree with you. And I also think Jim Schwartz, I mean, has been doing an amazing job on the on defense this year. And I, I love what um, Doug Peterson just said, um, you know, to cap off this game after the game in the press conference. He said something like, you know, um, we're going to come out here next week against the Vikings and this is before we knew it was the Vikings but he was we're gonna come out here next week and we're gonna shock the world again and he said something like that and that really made me feel like yes I love his I love that it makes me feel like it makes me feel like no it's not a statement of like we're gonna try our best we're gonna try to do that it's like no we're gonna get out go out here and we're gonna do it again and it's best case scenario because I would rather play the Vikings than New Orleans I I do not want to play Drew Brees in a playoff game they're both kick-ass teams but i i think it's better uh we have the better situation of the two so that's all you can ask for going into our second playoff game is is you know is the the better matchup and i think that's the vikings we we, we really have had these things kind of aligned stars aligned it's been a little creepy because we we really have been kind of coasting through this with some incredibly miraculous things you know we had uh uh, Jake Elliott at the beginning of the year, you know, yeah. we weren't going to win that Giants game, and we were going into over, we were going into overtime, and uh, it didn't happen. And, Momentum you know, we, shifter for the season that was, wasn't it? Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. And it, it, there have just been these little things throughout, and you wouldn't think that'd be the case with all the injuries that the team has sustained. Over, it just, you know, I, I really, 
I just have this, I had this, I was in the car, and this is going to sound so stupid, but why not? Let's roll with it. <laughs> uh, we're discussing on uh, the show or in the day, and it didn't click to me. We had done famous people from the Philadelphia area as a topic uh, because Pink, who's from Doylestown, uh, which is uh, a suburb in, uh, outside or in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and Pink's from Doylestown, and she's doing the national anthem at the Super Bowl. And I was in the car. I love her. And I was just like, oh my God, like I had this like overwhelming feeling of like. Because she's a Philly girl. Yeah, she's a Philly girl. And I feel like it's meant to be. Like she's got to sing the anthem while we're there. And I'm just like, all right, Ava, all these things. This is like the t shirt. Or, you know, like. Well, I didn't even think about that. I'm so glad that you brought that up because now that's like one more thing to just like, like you said, the stars are aligning. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, I no, I that's I, it's exactly what I'm just saying. It was a, a feeling of I just felt like this this could really we really could be going, and I have just been on this. It's surreal. Yeah, you know, like, like after seeing our fans really show up at all these variety of cities over this course of the year, it's just I have I my heart is so with this team, and yeah, you know. Next Sunday, will I be uh, just devastated if they lose? Of, of course, I was like I was devastated with Carson, but I really think there's something special here, and I'm very proud and excited for what's to come with this team. Not even next week, but in the next few years, I feel like we are in a good spot, and I, I, I we've exceeded expectations, and I think that they are going to continue to do that and I'm just I'm very I'm just very excited yes no I couldn't agree with you more I think we've got a lot of uh, a lot to look forward to not only next week and the the rest of the season but just in the years to come and you're right there's a special magical thing happening and and it's not it's not just a one and done it's we're we're used to a lot of uh a lot of different dynamics, I would say, since maybe Andy Reid, Donovan McNabb, um, you know, that dynasty that we had at one point, if, if you want to call it that, at least in, yeah. in our lifetime. And I think this is even different than that. And it's and it's and it's awesome. And to your point, yeah, I mean, win or lose, this is this is a great team. But let's hope for the fucking win. Let's yeah. let's get a Super Bowl ring finally. So we're going to keep our fingers crossed and we're not washing our, shir- our T-shirts. Our, our shirts on. I know. I'm wearing the same thing next week, Jen. I swear. I, I am I, too. And it and my shirt, I don't care. Any, I'll Febreze it. It's fine. I don't even care, fine. you know. Totally fine. It's totally fine. No, I, I, I love. No, and I and that's why I was so excited, like I said, um, to have a Philly fan, um, you know, somebody who I consider a friend, somebody who's passionate to on right now this is like there's nothing else I want to be talking about than what what what's going on right now in Philadelphia so I'm really excited and I appreciate you joining the podcast and I also uh I mentioned to you before and for those that listen to the podcast I always ask the guests to tell a baller story I mean meeting Carson though is a kind of a baller story but but if you have another baller story or anything else about a you know a Philly sports moment um I do I do I'd love to hear it it's funny because you mentioned by the way I so appreciate you having me on the show yeah I and it's when I first met you, Shen, at that party, we had, I knew that we would be friends. You were just a blast, incredibly funny and talented, and I'm 
very fortunate that we got to come together. Yeah. And, and we can celebrate our, our Philadelphia love together. Um, and I apologize to anyone that's listening that's like, man, these two are just like... <laughs> Having a love yeah, fest. Like, yeah, like are gushing. They're like school girls over these players. <laughs> but you know what? So what? We have a great time. You know what? Guys are the same way, by the way, when it comes to to um, male uh, sports figures. Because real quick, not to interrupt you, I want to validate that we can gush all we want. Because I one time sat on a plane behind Jerry Rice and Lonnie Rott. The, and probably if you when you talk about oh, who's the best wide receiver in football. You could yeah. argue uh, Jerry yeah. Rice and every Can't guy, every guy that walked by him, because I was just sitting right behind him, literally like was a schoolgirl. And then people yeah. were stopped yeah. and like, like just blushing. Yeah. I've never yeah. seen so many men blush in my presence before. <laughs> and it wasn't for me. It was for a man. So oh, so when great. we gush, just know that we are not. It's not because we are females. It's because we are fans oh, yeah we're just fans like you said yeah Roddy McLeod, he's, he's helping to, you know what you man you do for this country. thank you for what you did for our country and what you continue to do and he's like all right that makes no sense <laughs> but i'll take it <laughs> he probably gets like weird stuff all the time but you know what though no, i'd say that's a that's an awesome compliment yes so. it is um so it's odd because you were we were talking for the show and you said a player that really kind of set you into this fandom uh and you said mike schmidt from the Phillies. oh yeah uh, what you had mentioned to me before yeah and for me um my dad is a huge basketball guy so 76ers the mm. sixers are um they've when i was in eighth grade i believe seventh or eighth grade the coolest basketball player of in my mind of all time and still is though he's got a couple issues here and there now uh alan iverson, iverson yeah definitely Al- iverson was the just a whole new level of player you know he had this swag and you know he was just it was insane it was just so extremely talented but uh they had gone to the playoffs mm-hmm. and they were actually they were against the lakers la um, and it was, you know, they weren't proceed to to win, and they didn't win. But obviously, it was so so hyped. That was an exciting time in basketball. That was that for uh, us it for was sure. Incredible. And you're and, in my lifetime for sure. That was like that was it. That Iverson was the man. You know. Oh, he's oh yeah, he was the man. And have an Iverson jersey. You know, I was like on cloud nine, and, and my dad, being that he is in Philadelphia sports, uh, he'd get media credentials. And this was at a time that I think they kind of were just like, the, you know, I was, you know, what, 12 or 13. They're yeah. like, oh, you can just go in. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm like tagging along and, you know, we would go and they would do warm-ups. Now, this is the playoff game. And we, I'm courtside while they're doing warm-ups. And Alan Iverson uh, ran up next to me and he gave me a pound. Oh. Like, uh, and I was just like, you know, I, I, I always laugh because I'm like, I really shouldn't deliver this story because I don't mean, you know, pound, like, you know, P and VG, you know, <laughs> fist pump. And I was Thank you for just, clarifying that. <laughs> yeah, right? You never know. Yeah. And then, I mean, but, you know, and I was just like, give me a fist pump. And I was like, oh, my God. But the night only got better because the halftime act was Destiny's Child. And oh, wow. Destiny's Child, to me, was like, so I was like with the, coolest sports player and the coolest act 
of all time. Um, Beyonce. And I mean, Beyonce, come on. And she, Beyonce said hi to me. Like, we were all, like, hanging out in the same area. And Beyonce said all, hi all, to you? I, I'm, yeah, like, dead so right I now. Little, like, I just died. Kelly Rowland was, like, at, like kind of chilling, like, talking to me. And I was just like, this is unbelievable. And uh, Pat Croce, who was uh, huge with the Sixers at the time. Of course, um, yeah. Was just a, was just a really, really nice guy. And he would always kind of like, you know, kind of get me where I needed to be. So, you know, I, I had the Allen Iverson pound, had the Destiny's Child. And to cap the night all off, and in true Philly fashion, because one of the girls wore a Lakers jersey, and they split the other jersey, half Philly, half Lakers, they booed Destiny's Child. <laughs> so, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> but it, to me, it was just hilarious because... <laughs> I'm like, I can't believe, you know, they're booing Destiny's child. And I'm like, uh, what, what were they thinking putting them in a Lakers jersey yeah. at a playoff game where the Sixers are everything to the city at the time? But Allen Iverson is, you know, who ended up really starting. I'm sure the media he, had a, a frenzy on that one. Philadelphia oh, fans yeah. are at oh, it again. Sure. Booing oh, Beyonce. Yeah, I'm, sure they, I'm sure they did. <laughs> but I, I grew up watching to going to a ton of games that kind of took until like my early teens to really grasp uh what sports really meant prior to that it was all about hot dogs and uh <laughs> best hot dogs of all time though or come on they're at a sport they're at a in a sports arena or at a stadium oh, yeah, yeah like i'm saying like i was all about like the moment you know i was yeah. there for the party and then alan iverson came along and then i i was i was also there as a fan you know i was in a and since then uh I mean, I've just really, I, I've taken to obviously the ego. Every, every every Philadelphia sports team, because of growing up in this area, I will honestly say, I don't think, and I'm, pr- and I'm proud of you, Shannon. You know, you're out there in L.A., but you've continued with your Philadelphia roots because that's just how we do. Yeah. You know, you, 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 you are a Philadelphia fan through and through, good and bad, doesn't matter. That's this is this is Philadelphia. We love our teams, and I'm just I'm thrilled to be on this ride right now with the Eagles. Yeah, no, and you know what? I I love that you brought. I mean, that was that such that like there's no bigger baller story than meeting Allen Iverson and fucking Beyonce. I mean, come on, like that's it. That's like I'm dead right now. Like seriously, it I'm was, dead. It was. I mean, I was so young too, so it's funny. You're like you remember these things, but the impact. <laughs> like you now, met the Queen like Bee. That's like crazier. Yeah. You know? But I also love that I love that Iverson is that person because I've taught for you in this story because I have talked about him and this could be a whole nother. We could talk for 80 more hours about this time and time again. I've talked about him on this podcast um, because I he did a lot for me what of what you just described like I watched him play basketball and I'm like man this is such a different style of basketball and he's just he like he's a he's he's very much like a pioneer in basketball and we're lucky to have that in Philadelphia where we've had these iconic players that have really been like pioneers for the sport like he brought a different style of play that I that made me pay attention it made me excited about basketball it wasn't even just because I was a Sixers fan I was just like whoa he's doing something different he's like a street baller out there and he's just bringing a different style and so I'm proud that that's our heritage in Philadelphia and it's a shame that we never won a championship with him but he still is going to always be remembered as somebody who brought you know something to the sport that was not there before it and I very much appreciate him for that so I think that's a great 
a great reference. And since we've been going gaga over football to bring Allen Iverson in only just makes sense. So I, I think it's a great story. And I, I really appreciate you being on the podcast. And I, um, yeah. And it, like I said, it's always fun. I, I'd love to have you back sometime. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. This Absolutely. is the, hopefully the first of many. And, um, I, and if people, so if people want to listen to Ava, it, even I did, I, cause I did go, um, the extra mile, uh, recently. Cause I was saying to you that I don't, we don't get 94 WIP outside of the tri-state area and especially in LA, but you can download the radio, radio. app. Yeah, yes. D- download the radio app and then you can hear Ava on every morning. Is it from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern so time? Six, yeah, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Okay. on uh, 94 WIP, but it, where Angelo Cataldi in the morning show is the show that I, uh, I, you, I have a variety of jobs that I do, and I know you saw that. <laughs> Jack of all hand. trades. Uh, but you can follow me at uh, underscore Ava Graham uh, on Twitter, and usually I'm just throwing up I'm more rainbows and butterflies on Twitter. I really don't want, I'm not, I'm not there for an angry hot take. I'm there for, for peace and love and good times and cheering on my team in a positive way. That's, that's how I roll. You want to, you want to get angry and hype. You, you do what you got to do to express yourself. I, however, (laughs) am going to cheer my, my team on in this positive manner like as I you said. should as you should that's the vibe for 2018 only positive vibes okay Absolutely. i've been in la long enough that i have been you know i'm i'm uh you know everybody out here is like weirdo vegan positive vibe i don't know why i associated <laughs> yeah. vegan with positive vibes but you know it's like that la yeah. thing you experience when people are so happy so i get it and i'm with you and you can also follow ava on instagram and then when we yep. you know when we promote the episode um tomorrow or wednesday when it goes out then i'll tag yeah, you in all I'll the share, things so. you'll see me tagging all that and if you want to you know follow along on my adventures feel free yes yes well i appreciate you once again being on thank you and i want to thank everybody for listening even the people there there's a big philadelphia fan base that listens to this podcast but there's also just a sports fan base so i kind of like that you know they kate that we've got this broader uh fan base that's so eclectic and that just loves sports so they love to hear about it even and they put up with um my my many philadelphia uh sports rants and guests that are also philadelphia fans so um that's those are true lovers of the sport because they're not necessarily from philadelphia so i want to thank you guys continuously for all for rating and reviewing the podcast Uh, our downloads continue to grow um like exponentially every time we post a podcast and this is my 51st episode my first episode of 2018 because we were on a bit of hiatus as i mentioned before for the holidays so thanks as always for tuning in keep rating and reviewing us and um, you can always send your feedback to playing w balls at gmail.com so thanks again ava for being on here thank you shannon we'll talk to you next time go birds thank you go birds